Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. Now that you've had the chance to watch that Andor trailer 500 times, you can hang with us as we're going to spend most of our show talking about that trailer. We're going to try to break it down. Uh, we're not going to do a frame-by-frame -frame crawl or anything, but we're going to get into the nitty-gritty here, do some speculating, some theorizing, maybe connecting some dots. The classic discussion as you tackle... Mm -hmm a Star Wars trailer. That's this episode. So thank you for joining us here on this Thursday, or maybe you're watching it later, but either way, uh, thank you. Uh, and joining me as always is Lacey and James. Um, Lacey, you, uh, I got to congratulate you because you uh, have made it two episodes in a row on the podcast. So I Only think you're two. doing a great job. Wow. Long time listener. Yeah. First time caller. Yes, indeed. Um, so what's, what's going on? Have you made any changes to your background? It doesn't look like it. It looks like it's the same gang. No. One of those things is when you're sick and dying, you don't really change much. You just go back right, to you're normal. Not, you're not dying, okay? I felt you're like not, I was dying. You're not Cassian Andor. I normal, have... Right? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, spoiler alert. I... <laughs> <laughs> that phrase means nothing anymore, by the way. It means absolutely nothing. It, it's like it's it like never meant anything wolf. to you anyway so well that's obviously not true <laughs> i beg to differ yeah. um yeah my background is not it's final in its final form but it's working DBC for reference you're welcome <laughs> um james what's going on with you Nothing, nothing too crazy. By the time you guys see this, we'll have already done it, but my work does like an annual uh, big festival called Midwest Audio Fest, and uh, there's a big speaker design competition. So Ooh. that uh, we have not, we did not do it in 2020 or 2021. So it's kind of like the return of the speaker design competition. So it's kind of are you Are you booth guy? Are you like, come check out? Speaker City, Parts Express. <laughs> no, no, no. It's our, it's our event. Oh, it's your just your company. It's not like an expo. I no, no, no. Yeah, Mid oh, Midwest wow. Audio Fest is people come to shop. Like normally, we do like a tent sale kind of thing, and then there's like car oh, audio okay. stuff, and then there's like a new product showcase thing, and then there's are the you, speaker design. I wonder if my buddy you, Randy is going to be there. Um, probably I, I know that we, I've said this before, but we work with him, mm -hmm. um, on Cheap like audio YouTube. Man. Go check him yeah. out on YouTube. Yeah. Um, are you like a, a face type of person? Like, do they know that you're this big outgoing podcast personality? <laughs> well, I'm the face of their YouTube stuff anyway. So you when do the voices, yeah, that's right. I yeah. do on screen, on camera stuff too. You're on camera. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. What? I you just remember Daniel Kennedy saying he was trying to set up LED lighting behind his TV and he was like, and I went on YouTube and there was James Bainey. Yeah, like Ash, oh. Ash texted me and was like, yeah. so this was crazy. Uh, we were watching <laughs> this video and you popped up. But the weird thing was, is I it wasn't me in person. They recognized me by my voice, which was voice, wild. Yeah. Right, exactly. On that yes. particular video. Yes. Um, well, you know why, James? Do you know why? He's got we're the voice of a generation. strides. On the oh. audio end of things. I mean, it was always a big part of our audience. Mm -hmm. Like, over 80% of our audience is audio. But, like, 
we're ha- like our numbers have been great this year and like Spotify is growing a lot. So I just wanted to take a quick moment to like thank everybody for and we did it on Twitter, but I know not everybody's on Twitter, but like this year alone we've had an additional 1000 followers just on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Followers. People are like I want to follow this podcast. So just in this calendar year alone. So I don't know if it's from celebration or what, but and however you found us, like thank you to everybody who's been joining us over on Spotify in addition to the other platforms. Um we've been uh, a good place to really let us know fortunate. where you found us is through a review too. That's very helpful yeah. to go in. And, and how was it a search? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, did someone tell you about us? Like, that's that. That's always interesting to me. Anytime anyone says, "I found your podcast this year," I always say, "Like, you know, thank you so much." How do you mind if I ask how you found us? And it's sometimes it's either a friend told me, I followed Lacey on Twitter, or I just looked up Star Wars podcast and you guys came up. I'm like. You know, because <laughs> there's, there's like, there's a few Star Wars podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it's cool that we pop up. When Just a search, few. So. <laughs> I know. I was talking to somebody about that. I was joking around with somebody on Twitter, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna start a blog, a Star Wars blog, and just the." counteract everything you're saying i'm like it's good you chose a blog versus a podcast because there's like five million podcasts so but uh everyone has the the most important thing is everyone has fun doing it and so that's really all that matters and if you don't have fun doing it then you're doing something wrong because talking about star wars is a good time it's a good time uh so thank you to everybody who what did you just do new york chicago (laughs) no that was chicago new york new york's when you say like four you got four dollars Stop. But Chicago, you say, I'm having, I'm having a good time. Good time. What's the thing with, uh, people say when you say khakis, it sounds like you're saying car keys in Boston. Khakis. Khakis. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Boston's hard to do. Boston's not easy. It's wicked hard. That's not bad. I know. What the hell do I know, though? Um, all right. You said hard instead of hard, right? Wicked hard. Had. We could had. Yeah. Pack it, cat. Have it, yad. You just have to replace all the words with different words, and then you can do the accents. Just watch Goodwill Hunting, and then. Meanwhile, John's over here saying four. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have an accent when I was little. It's funny watching old home videos. I sound so Long Island. Matt's parents have such a hard (laughs) New York accent. You just drop R's. Yeah, that's basically it's what like it is. It's like Linda Belcher from pop, Bob's Burgers. Be- Park the car like, around the corner. Greg, what are you doing? Beer can deli, pick up the in paper. an English accent sounds like bacon in a Jamaican accent. Oh, my God. You're just saying like internet things. <laughs> I know. Like, like J- Facebook J- memes that like James my nana gonna shares. <laughs> eat a popsicle and start telling us jokes about like how much does the ice weigh? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Wicked all right, here's the deal, <laughs> James. We have a segment that we had to kind of dust off a bit, huh? Mm-hmm. So, why don't bit. we kick off the show and you do the honors as always, sir? The force is with me, and I'm one with the force. All right, if you are expecting Will of the Force, we are not doing it this week. Uh, we decided to let Cheert take a break, and we're bringing Bays in to hold the fort. Maybe was listening to that. <laughs> Wait, is hold what is for- happening? It's hold, hold the fort. fort. Yeah, hold fort. Right, hold the fort. You were saying oh, hold right. down I said the holding fort. down the fort. Right, yeah. hold the fort. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, uh, we're doing one with the Force this week, and we're going to kick it off with the first question here. If you had to show somebody one scene from a Star Wars live-action Disney Plus series, what scene would you show them? John, you're Star going John. first. On- yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. Wonder Man. It's, it's, a t- I, I, it's such a hard time doing two scenes, but I'm making the tough choice, and I'm going to say the Obi-Wan and Vader final duel in the final episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. Um, my second one, I, I'll make sure that I'll, you guys may say it, so I'll wait till you guys answer to say what my second one is. It was okay. very hard for me not to pick that one, but okay. that's my pick. I just think that they really brought it. You can say what you want about the budget and stuff for Obi-Wan Kenobi. They brought it in that scene, and I thought it was, I thought it put the show over, over the top. Mm-hmm. So Vader versus Obi-Wan, final duel in the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right, Lacey, what's your scene? I think I know what James scene. is going to say, so I'm not going to say it. I'm I know what s- you're going to say. Everyone knows what I'm going to say. Luke Skywalker yeah. showing up. Yep. Duh. Yep. <laughs> I mean, my other would be Baby Yoda because everybody likes Baby Yoda, but I feel mm-hmm. like that's a given that like everybody loves When he that shows scene. up? Yeah, when you first see him. And does the E.T. thing? Yeah, it's very cute. I mean, any Baby Yoda scene is really Isn't it weird? Like... You know, like when you have you have your own kid, like Lacey, you're probably not there yet, but like James, like you don't see your kid age or grow up because you see them every day. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, you do. But well, you know what I'm saying. Are you like, kidding? Per- you look at photos of your kid when you bring them home, and you're like, they're the most beautiful child I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. then you look at pictures of them now, and then look at the pictures when you took them home. Well, and that's you're like- what I mean, though. You don't see the progression; you see it by looking at old photos. Mm-hmm. So with Baby Yoda, like when you look back at that first episode you're like wow they did like grow him up I'm like mm-hmm. you don't realize it but mm-hmm. they really have like taken baby he, he steps grows up. yeah <laughs> um lacy if you were right uh let's find out it is the first crate dragon crate dragon yeah it's the crate dragon scene in mandalorian because it's the it's the, at this moment like that was my other one yeah at this moment the uh james said it was the best episode he's ever watched the mandalorian so yeah because that that moment is the most cinematic thing we've gotten, I think, on TV yep. yet. We've had other moments that have been like, wow, this means a lot. Like, not downplaying anything you guys are doing, but like the Luke Skywalker thing is a great one. Um, and, mm. and the Obi-Wan versus Vader fight. Those scenes are impactful because of the story and the characters and stuff. But that Krayt Dragon thing was just like, this is a freaking movie. Like, they yeah. did things in it that like, and they've yet to go back to. We've not, I don't, Oh, maybe we have. I was like, I don't think we've seen anything where they've like expanded for the widescreen 16 by nine aspect ratio or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just, it, it was so <clears throat> crazy at the time. I was like, if anybody's going to see something, uh, I would show them this and say like, this is, this is what you're missing, but also this is the height of it. So <laughs> like watch this scene and then you're good. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. That was big time. So that's the other one. All right. Uh, All right. Those are our scenes. Uh, The next question or scenario, I guess you'd say, is fans are always talking about characters they want to see more of. So let's flip it and get a little spicy on the show. (laughs) What is one Star Wars character you would be good with seeing no more of in the future uh, content coming up? Uh, John started the last one. So Lacey, you have to get spicy first. 
I would say Tally Lintra, but she's already dead. Mm. Bombs oh. away. <laughs> um. God. That's that, like that was like the tenth wing on hot ones. That's <laughs> that's old school for some people. Um a character I wouldn't want to see more of. I'm trying to think of like any characters that have really annoyed me. I don't think anything's really annoyed me in Star Wars to the point that I'm like, I would never want to see them again. Hmm. Um This is tough. I, I don't know. Constable Zuvio, so I don't have to hear about him ever again. <laughs> Yeah, th- this <laughs> this was tough because it's like writing the line of like, oh, background character that doesn't have any speaking lines versus like <laughs> the we, you want to say someone that's like somewhat substantial, but the bigger you get, the more okay. the more you're like, well, I don't really hate that character, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't hate any Star Wars characters. I'm obviously sure, joking, sure, sure, sure. but yeah. um, go to John and come back. Okay, to John, me. what, what do you got? John, you look like you have a mustache, <laughs> like the way your face was. He yeah, does look, have a mustache. Yeah, I know, but it looked even more prominent it's when he was me, doing that. Mario. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is gonna bring some problems, but whatever. Uh, after her series is over, I'm all set with Ahsoka. I knew you were gonna say Ahsoka. I knew it, guys. I know you so well. <laughs> it's just there's been a lot of Ahsoka. Yeah, and I feel like they're, I feel like they're gonna end her story with that series. So, I think uh, I'll be good. It doesn't mean like I don't like her, but you get seven seasons of Clone Wars. She's in like three seasons of Rebels or whatever, and then uh, now Mandalorian, and she pops in Book of Boba Fett, and she's in the Rise of Skywalker as a voice. Like she's been in Star Wars more than Luke Skywalker. So, I don't think it's wrong to say I think we're good here. Uh, maybe that's all. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an Ahsoka Tano pun, but I can't. Like, I thought of, like, Ahsoka too much. This well, you've seen a Tano. Yeah, Ahsoka. John always does that one. A, ta- a ton of puns. Mm. <laughs> it's just making me think of that time that I was quizzing John. And I made it. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, anyway. it has to be a movie quote. It wasn't quizzing John. It was a uh, who are you? Who are you? She goes a Sukatana. We're all like, it's a movie quote. She's but like, it was the video that James made. <laughs> just so. We gotta do the more of those. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, do you oh got gosh. one, James? No, go ahead, James. I, I'm right. having a lot of trouble with this. So, like, like I said before, I was trying to find the balance there, and this is nothing against what is coming up because I am excited about it, but. Got to go with Bad Batch. Wait, what? So clones? <laughs> no, the Bad Batch characters. Like all of them? All of them, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, my my thoughts are that the Bad Batch as itself already exists as a spinoff of the other show. So the Clone Wars mm-hmm. is about Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and Anakin and stuff. And the Bad Batch were secondary characters that they somehow got their own show. But uh, if I'm really thinking about it, see, you know, season one, season two, they got their thing. If that was it for the Bad Batch, I don't think I'm particularly interested in a Bad Batch book, a Bad Batch comic. Like, if like it would be, I guess, kind of neat if they showed up somewhere in live action. But again, I don't really feel like that's necessary or, or drives the story. It would only be like a fun little anecdote that, oh, there they are. That's cool. That's them in live action. 
I don't think it's necessary. So after Bad Batch season two, I'm like, just wrap it up with those clones, those characters. That's fine for me. Mm. So you're saying no mega for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know what, honestly, I think I'm having trouble with this question because I'm that annoying person that always asks for more of characters. So I feel like I'm being hypocritical <laughs> to I be wonder like, what inspired mm-hmm. the question to be like, stop talking about this. Um, probably Phasma. I feel like she's, she's good. I've had enough of that's such a, uh, it's a I'm smart sorry. answer. It's a smart <laughs> that's a answer. Cop, that's a cop out pick. It's a smart answer that I'm pretty sure John gave in an episode. So I'm... That's your answer, that's Phasma, who's listen. dead. Phasma, who's dead. But there are people yeah, that want more answer. from her. That hey, she didn't. Maybe she didn't die. Maybe I want. There's, I'm good. There's I'm good with her story. Air, there's an off air answer. I'm sure that you are not willing to bring to the table right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Here know. I am putting, about. putting myself. I don't out think there. Lacey wants to see any more Ben Solo stuff. <laughs> there were so many. There were so many chances to really give us a happy ending at the end of Rise of Skywalker. And I love that I'm saying that as I'm wearing a Rise of Skywalker shirt. I'm just full of hypocrisy today. Well, let's move, let's move on to the next one. That's a good enough answer because they could do more Phasma stuff. Uh, you know, I would. John's mad that he didn't come up with the Phasma answer. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah okay. Um, oh, I don't want to see any more uh, Felicia's Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that character. That had, guy. His, had his time. All right, Star next Wars one Twitter here is going to come after me for that one. All right, you <laughs> are you have been uh, given the task of hosting a Star Wars awards show, and you Ooh. are giving out the award for the best voice acting performance. Who is it that's going to win that award? Um, Lacey, do you want to go? You first? go first. Me. Yeah. Um, all right. I I okay. There's one answer that I'll give it to, and if you're not gonna count it, then I'll do this. I'm gonna give it to Mark Thompson. Does that count? For the books? Uh I guess so. Yeah. He's, he's pleased he's, really he's doing the voice acting for the characters. Yeah. I that think counts. I think he is the sort of prime example of what the, I think they want more Star Wars uh, audiobook readers to be like. I think they have a couple that they go back to and those are fine, but I think that Mark Thompson always gets this extra like, he really goes out of his way to try to mimic the characters and he flips between characters pretty quickly. Um, if you didn't say that, I'll do what you did earlier, John. I'll, I'll give you another one if one of you guys don't say it, but... Uh, but, uh, for me, I would say Mark Thompson, uh, deserves a little bit of that. Like, Hey man, you, you crushed it. That, yeah, he is really, really good. What Am do you I guys up? got? Uh, Shirley Henderson, Baba Frick. Oh, oh, yeah, that is really good because she not only did an amazing voice that is so unique and memorable, but she also learned how to puppeteer for the role. So that she could do it in scene. That's that's good. We're breaking the mold here because I wasn't sure if you would let me do books, but I wasn't even picturing live action voice. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. only thinking animation initially. Mm-hmm. I so still John, can't believe they haven't yours? released that Mando trailer. By the way, I had to watch some oh yeah potato version from someone's phone. Oh uh, yeah. Only James has seen it. 
Mm. Three times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Frank of course Oz. you say Yoda. Oh, wait a what minute. A cop-out answer. Man, how, I, I really on, thought... On. How was that a cop-out answer? You did the exact same thing, just a worse pick. Cop-out <laughs> answer. Everyone's going to say Yoda. You can't say who's the best voice actor and not say I, Frank I would, Oz. I would bet you if you pitch this question online, people, most people wouldn't think of Yoda. I, I bet would... most people would say Sam Witwer. You want to make a bet? Because I guarantee that the, most people would say Yoda. 100%. I don't know. This is crazy because I literally didn't even think live action. I thought I there was cheating by, by doing Wilbur. a book. I thought it was only animation. So I was looking at like Freddie Prince Jr.'s and uh, Ashley Eckstein's and stuff. Yeah, that stuff. That's Steven what I was Stanton. thinking of. I was like, uh, so my secondary answer, I'll throw it out now, it was going to be D. Bradley Baker. Because I was a great like, answer. he's That's flipping in script, in character, can go back and forth instantly. So he deserves some recognition there. But, but I'm now just I'm saying, like, though, I'm hearing Frank Oz, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like right. But I what didn't I'm know saying that, is that was an option. Boom. It's like making the question like, who's the best creator of Star Wars? Obviously, you're going to answer George Lucas. There's only one. What are you talking about? That's the point. But that's not. That's not this. You could give it. You could give it to James Earl Jones for like Darth Vader, right? But I'm saying if yes, you, you were going to pick the top of the top, like the number one answer, it would be Yoda. I don't think that's true. You're such a liar. We could figure. We could figure it out. I mean, you could put this butt before the episode comes. That could out. be our next poll on Patreon. Great! Yeah. I can't wait for everybody to answer we're Yoda. S- we're still in one. With they the will force. not because they love me. <laughs> Did we get our three? Man of the people. Man of the people. Um, all right, let's move on to the last one here. Uh, name... He's like, I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go get sick again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody want to cough in my face? <laughs> Lacey's Googling, can you get COVID-20? <laughs> Lacey would rather have COVID than listen to me talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, last one the here funny is... Thing is... John was like, how are you doing? Your presence is really missed on the podcast. <laughs> Cut to now. Did I say that? Yeah. When you were asking me if I needed anything at my house, which now makes me feel worse for being so mean. (laughs) The truth is out there now. (sighs) (laughs) All right. Name one screenwriter who has never written Star Wars nor has been reported to be working on Star Wars that you would like to see in a future movie or series. Right. Not see in, but write the future movie or series. John, what do you got? Who's your screenwriter of choice? I think people Why is it will not Damon? be surprised by this. <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon? Damon. He won, won an Academy Award for his writing. Oh my God almighty. Uh, I'm going with the Duffer Brothers. Oh, that was my answer. Duffer uh, maybe, Brothers. Maybe I should watch this Stranger Things show that everybody's talking about. <laughs> Do you want to know who dies? Because John will tell you. Wait a minute. James, you haven't watched any of Stranger Things? Uh no, I've watched like the first two. First two seasons. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Do you guys are both typically... going Duffer Brothers? Do you want to give your answer why, John? I just I I think they really nailed the aspect of writing 
stories amongst uh, friends and like that whole like coming of age stuff, and that's right in the pocket with Star Wars and in like what George Lucas created it for, and they know how to treat a lot of characters and give like they have like thirty characters and they somehow give them all arcs and stuff, and I just think they really do a great job of of towing the line of like even making dialogue that should be cheesy work and how they have these actors deliver it and stuff i think they've really got something special here and if i know they're hooked up with netflix but if i was kathleen kennedy i'd be like blank check i will you guys can write whatever you want it doesn't have to be connected to anything do it after episode nine make us whatever and i think it would be really cool so mm-hmm. same lacy yeah they they're just top of mind of great storytelling great connectivity between characters and like john said you don't oftentimes you know as fans we fall to like whoever the main character is like oh that character is so great the the most popular characters in stranger things are usually the other people that aren't the main characters it's Mm -hmm. the side characters and everybody has their favorites yeah um and they really get their moments to shine like uh john said they have their like hero moments um I, I actually just saw an ad recently that they did a masterclass uh, mm. seminar that you can pay to go through their writing process and how they pitch a TV show and all that stuff. So if anybody's interested, it is out there. I was going to get That's it. That's cool. Yeah, do they have more than that. one TV show? No. So, I don't think so. I'd like to I see. Think, I mean, not to criticize. I don't know what like, their their history is, but I yeah. mean, this project in itself is a monster yeah i i hear that i hear that yeah um um but yeah I, they just talked through the whole process and it seemed like a something i'd be really good yeah, john you probably I'm like always, it it's about their I'm writing always, process i'm always kicking around master class stuff it looks pretty cool yeah i want to check that out um, i heard ron howard's is really good too i considered um the russos for a similar reason of like they had the impossible task of so many franchises all coming together and everybody needing to get their due and looking at like infinity war and and game they managed to pull that off but that wasn't that wasn't what i landed on um but since you brought it up as like everybody gets their due i was thinking about that um my actual pick is going to be uh chris mccory oh uh, that was my oh. other pick i've said him before too <gasps> oh really yeah yes. that's a good great pick. Good pick. pick james he's not he's not associated to star wars other I tweeted than at him. Oh, about really? if you'd ever do a Star Wars movie, and he was like, "I'm not going to answer that question." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's the thing is like, I think people have kind of looked at him as as possibly doing it. He got burnt by the whole like Ryan Johnson thing. Like he was like, "I spent five minutes, ten minutes in this conversation, and I know why I never want to do Star Wars." But he has yeah. since come back on it. Somebody said, "Would you ever do a Star Wars movie?" And he said something like along the lines of, uh, "They know where to find me." You know, so I don't Mm -hmm. think he's totally shut it off, but I think as far as like his reputation for being the writer that he is and the projects that he's put out, like Edge of Tomorrow, great movie that was like taking an idea that we've seen a hundred times and making it fresh and interesting. Um, And uh, not to mention just all the other Tom Cruise stuff like Mission Impossible, those movies, they just keep getting better and better, deeper and deeper. Everybody's getting more invested in the characters. So I I think if you're talking three Mission Impossible movies, like if you give him three Star Wars movies by that third one, he knows how to take that character to a degree where you're like that it's built to this. It's all led to this kind of thing. 
Um, so if he ever decides to bite the bullet and do it, I'm going to be first in line. I want to see that. I'm trying um, to see what he ended up saying to me. Oh, I forget. Oh, lame. I think he deleted his tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. He I says he things and it. then he like takes them off the record. Deleted and blocked. Because yeah. I said to him, January 22nd, 2019, Chris McQuarrie, would you ever want to work on a Star Wars movie? And then he replied with something. And then now it's missing. <laughs> <laughs> And I wrote, uh. and I wrote, sad face. Well, I loved Fallout. It was unreal. I mm-hmm. wish you would. Fingers crossed. Big fan. So oh, he went he back and deleted. Didn't he say something like, uh, "I would never touch that" or something like that? Wasn't it something like that? So he, what guys, it was, he was, went back and deleted his tweet to me about how he would never do Star Wars. Ryan Johnson and Chris McQuarrie were getting had a discussion on Twitter started, and then because he was tagged in it. Everybody that was was still mad about the Last Jedi was like going on about how terrible mm. Ryan Johnson is and and whatever. And Chris was like, "This li- none of this stuff literally has anything to do with what we're talking about." And then somebody said, "Like, would you do a Star Wars movie?" And he's like, uh, "I grew up my entire life dreaming that maybe one day I would be able to do a Star Wars movie, but after tonight." that dream is dead <laughs> or something like uh, that. Now I'm curious what he said to me. Cause James, you're saying recently he was like, well, maybe I don't think it was. I, I, I mean, I was doing a little bit of research into this, like, cause I remembered that he was said he'd never do the star Wars thing, but I, I saw an article that said recently he had kind of changed his tune or he's not completely out on star Wars, but it was because of a tweet like that. So he might've mm-hmm. even deleted that tweet. Mm. Who knows? All right, that's going to be it for One with the Force. Uh, We're going to head into our next section, which is going to be longer discussion. John? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, The new Andor trailer has been out for a bit. Um, We took some time to let it digest. We wanted Lacey to be back here for this discussion, so we're doing ours now. Uh, And... Let's have some fun. You know, the show got pushed out. It arrives on September 21st. Um, the trailer's packed with a lot of incredible shots, moments, dialogue, uh, intensity, and a, a bunch of character appearances. You know, Saw Gerrera's in there, and they, they're they not hiding the fact. When so, I saw that, I squealed for James because I knew how he was looking forward to I forgot back. that he was confirmed, and I I completely was caught off guard still. <laughs> so well let, let's let start there so was that the thing when you first watched the trailer there was so much in it were you like leaving that trailer so to speak just being like oh my god i just saw saw Gerrera, like pre-injury saw Gerrera, pre-rogue one saw Gerrera, like there he is forrest whitaker's there like was that a big standout for you or did that blend in with everything else that happened in that trailer because it's 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 over two minutes you know it's a pretty long trailer it's a beautiful There's trailer. A lot of movement in it. It like I personally have. There's a couple things I'm like I think that happens before this, but a lot of it's like this is interesting because they're giving us a lot to look at. It's stunning, but it's also like we know the end game, but it's still like I'm going to this series really not having much information, and that's pretty cool. I think Saul's appearance is probably the most shocking reveal in that trailer. I think it was. I thought the- they would have kept that. Yeah. I th- I think it's the kind of the moment where you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like 
like this is this feels real now and i think another good benefit to that is like i know i know we just got it kind of with kenobi you know with with vader and kenobi being characters from the movies but this does also kind of bring a little bit of like you remember going to see rogue one the movie like now we're bringing the movie to the to the television screen like your home like this is saw guerrera from the movie you know i, I don't know it's just yeah. something about it like when you see Skarsgård, you're like oh wow the, he's a great character and i've seen him in a lot of stuff but he does tv you know what i mean it doesn't doesn't immediately like pop but when they showed saw guerrera to me i was like oh my gosh this is real this is happening kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah i almost Absolutely. wish i did record myself on that first watch and i think i watched him out of order i watched the good morning america version first and thought well that was the trailer man wow which great trailer i need you to i'm not sure which i watched or when so at some point in this discussion if there's a quick way where you can just iron out a bullet points of like this 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 is different you know oh i don't i mean it it's not really different like there i don't think there's anything in one trailer like the other one is a condensed version of the longer one. Oh, okay. So I Got don't, th- yeah, I, my initial thought was that it was a completely different trailer and there's all these other scenes and stuff, but then kind of like watching it a couple more times, I'm like, okay, no, it's just a, it's just a longer version. But I remember seeing the other one and being like, this one's freaking completely different, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my God. I didn't. What is all this? You know, cause I watched the short one first. I watched it so much later than everybody else. I feel like it was a combination of like, Oh, I, I watched it after sick. you, Lacey. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I, yeah it was I like one I was of those so things behind. where I was like, I'm not really sure what we're doing for the show mm, and other mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll just wait. I'll watch it when I get home. And I, I definitely saw that you posted something before I did. I thought this trailer was awesome. I This show is, I think, the first show where I'm going in without any expectations. Um, oh. I, think, I think Kenobi was at a certain level with me because it was Kenobi. I feel like Mando has now, at first, I was like, well, this is the first Star Wars show. You know, it's got to be great. And then Mando's coming back. You're like, is it going to be good again? And it was. Um, I feel like this is the first one where I don't know what to expect, especially because, you know, we've talked about it at length about the sets and the scenery and the on shoot on location shoots and the practical effects and stuff. I just don't know what to I to expect from this story. So I'm not the biggest Cassian fan. I loved Rogue One, but I'm not the biggest Cassian fan. So I wouldn't go into this being like this has to be perfection. So that being said, I found that I'm like really at peace with <laughs> this show is going to be awesome no matter what, because I don't have any high expectations. Um, but so far, it might end up being my favorite thing. I-, I said this off air that like this might end up being my favorite Star Wars show because it's just so good. And actually, two things stuck out to me from this trailer. One, I was like, Am I a huge fan of Stellan Skarsgård? Because he is so good in this trailer. Every single moment, he is on screen. He owns it. He, Ender. He, yeah, yeah. He, he leads the screen. Like, you could tell that, like, he is super important. I immediately want to know, like, okay, what is going on? How is this going to work? 
is this guy gonna die like what is going on um the other thing honestly that stood out to me the most was the music it has a very kind Mm -hmm. of squid game sound in the beginning with the kids singing or like the like really high pitch voices and then the music is just so different but like so awesome at the same time yeah Mm -hmm. i agree it feels it has that sort of blade runner 2049 noir dystopian uh Denny Villeneuve new sound, which is yeah, James just like yeah, doing a the beginning definitely face. sounds like Squid Games, <laughs> Squid Game. Um, yes, right, I agree. Um, there, yeah, there's there's definitely spot like I'm not the biggest, I'm not the best like trailer breakdown person. It takes me a long time to really get into things. Where some people like they put up their videos, I'm like, how the hell did they see that? You know. Um, and by the way, I got to give a shout out to, uh, Miguel. Um, he did a great job breaking down the trailer on star Wars Newsnet. So got to give a shout out to him. He, he put a lot of time into that. So great job, buddy. Um, seeing Benthic two tubes and, you know, you know, you saw him in solo as part of the cloud rider gang. So I kind of tweeted that and, and people were like, Oh, Emphis Ness maybe. So that's possible that Emphis Ness could be making an appearance. And in, Jin, um, in Andor, Jin, uh, so, uh, Jin's always going to be a possibility just because of the obvious connection to this mm-hmm. story. Um, but James, when you were bringing up Saw Gerrera and like, man, I saw him, and once I saw him, I knew this was like the real deal. Mm-hmm. I that's how I would have felt if I saw Mads Mikkelsen, like Galen Erso, mm-hmm. or or Ben Mendelsohn. That would have been like, oh, more Krennic, holy cow! Which I hope we still get. Yeah. Um, but seeing the narration over what I'm assuming is young Cassian and you see this kid looking down like this like escape well or whatever that had to have been purposely mirroring the shot of Saw looking down at Jin when she was hiding right like that looked like the it didn't same look like exact... a well down though because he climbs into it and it looks like it's horizontal and then it looks oh. like he's in a yeah, um, some type of outpost so it looks like he's little and he climbs into the outpost and then it cuts away. And then when it cuts back, he's walking. It starts with his feet and then it, well, I'm assuming this is Cassian, his feet. And then there's someone sleeping in there. And then he like looks around and it's the uh, Empire's like outpost I, or something. Oh, okay. That, that, that's, that makes sense then. Um, and it does seem if, if they are like sometimes in these trailers, they do start where they start in the, mm-hmm. in the show. Mm-hmm. So I think we may start with a young Cassian um, and get that story like I had been hoping. Um, but another thing that I found interesting was like, and I don't know if anyone else made this connection and, and you guys might not think so, but I felt a lot of connection to like George Lucas's first movie, THX 1138, because you mm-hmm. see the all white. these people in the white outfits and it's sort of like one of those, like, you're just a number, like you're not a person. You just mm-hmm. get in line and, and obey with what we're saying. And that's sort of what that the crux of that movie was is like you're not a personality, you don't have emotions, you know, you're just a being in this dystopian world. So and that paired with the the, the music and stuff really made me feel like that. And if they did that as as a, a subtle nod but an appropriate one to the very first thing George Lucas ever made, I think that's pretty damn cool. Um so mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else thought that. I haven't really I, I purposely haven't looked at, you know, breakdowns and 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 those types of videos and stuff because i wanted to form my own opinions first um but it's 
I, I, I found that to be interesting, especially when you see Cassian's wearing it later in the trailer. And then you see a bunch of them running down this hallway. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I The part that was weird to me was the part where Stellan Skarsgård like, puts on like a fake nose and like a wig. And then he's like meeting with Mon Mothma and he's talking about playing a part with the woman that he's, you know, obviously like works with or lives with. And then he's like, I'm playing a part. And then what he doesn't realize at this moment is that Mon Mothma is also playing a part. So I'm curious to see if eventually they discuss like what their both their intentions are or are they two people that don't realize that they're both working towards the same thing. I thought that was a flashback of him in like that he used to be a senator or something. No, because he's putting on like a nose and stuff. He's putting on rings and he's fixing his jacket and he has a completely different nose and a oh. wig. And then she says, "I didn't you're pick st- up on that, but I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, right?" Because he's putting everything on and then she's like, "You're slipping," and he goes, "I'm not slipping. Um, I'm I've just been hiding for too long." And to me, it seems like he's going out and he's running on these missions and then he's going back to Coruscant and putting on this robe and putting on this wig and playing this part to get information to then go on the missions to to lead the rebellion. He's playing the part that basically Mon Mothma's playing on the other side, which is the Senate. Interesting. They're both playing like high society people. So do you think when he's saying I've been hiding too long, he means pretending to be the high society is the hiding yes yeah that's, that's how uh, i took it yeah I, and I then agree with you. yeah and then his like partner or whatever is like you're you're slipping because i think what i would assume is is that he's gonna go out and try to do something and then come back and then almost miss a meeting or something with mon mothma or someone that will then tip them off that something's going on and he almost misses it. So that's why the person's like, you're slipping. Or like he lets something go in a conversation or something like that. Because this whole kind of trailer to me from the beginning where he's talking to Cassie and Andor and he's like, you know, we're slowly being choked or being choked so slow you don't notice. It's kind of like all these people are trying to operate to do something, but they don't know how to organize so I think that this show is really going to be about those people that have been constantly trying to figure out what do I do? This isn't ro- this isn't right, and how do they organize into a rebellion? Because it seems like there's a lot of different people, but they're not working together. That's what I got from this trailer. Yeah, I mean, be- beyond that, that's where the lore is right now: is that there's right. a lot of rebel factions, but they're not quite yet an alliance. Which is why it goes to will. Saw Guerrera, yeah. Is that like Saul's working on his own mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, the rebels, like the Phoenix crew and all that, they're mm-hmm. working on their own. And in some cases, yes, maybe they are reporting to someone bigger, but it's not really like a thing yet. And it isn't until the Battle of Scarif when they actually mm-hmm. like come out and they're like, okay, <laughs> we are all a group. We are an alliance. We are making right, our statement. Right. So at this point in time, there is no rebel alliance. There just keeps being random attacks and like rumors that that these people are rebelling against the faction. And doesn't it like I was just thinking about that that um like the character everyone thinks looks like a mix between Lobot and Mascanada. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. 
he's he or whatever it is he looks is, like ochi holding... bastoon before ochi yeah. bastoon loses all his hair and becomes a crazy person yeah he's like he's holding a needle which clearly has like this fluid in it like i wonder if like they're gonna start introducing like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest thing here where they're just like medicating these people to like stay in line and like that's how the empire is keeping certain people under control because that's what that look that clearly looks like a, a needle to drug somebody with now i know they also do have that needle in the interrogation droid with leia in a new hope so they, they could be he could be holding some sort of serum to help someone be more revealing or so, like sort of like Borg gullet but a chemical he, version he looks to um, me like he's like a, a an off he looks like the he's radar doctor yeah yeah he looks, looks like, like they brought someone. him in to be they brought in somebody to be like save this person's life and they're like and it's he's gonna like cost doing it behind, you yeah they're like just the do bar it. or something yeah Oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah, he, he kind of reminds me of the uh, the like engineer room character from Spirited Away. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Who's mm. like helping people, but he's probably like doesn't. He's reluctantly helping, but then yeah. you realize like he actually is a nice person once he he. Yes. Exactly, James. Yeah. Um, I really like some of these shots of the uh, similar to. The Saga Rare appearance of like, wow, this feels like the movie's being brought to the small screen. Uh, anytime we're seeing the Imperial Senate in these shots, there's one really good oh, like yeah. top-down shot where you can yes. see the spiral. Um, very beautiful, very nice to see it now in the Empire stage because you can see there's a center podium now with the Empire logo down at the bottom. We are in the era of prequel. The prequel stuff is nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. And there's another uh, shot of Mon Mothma talking and there's a big Imperial logo on the front. And it's weird to associate her at this point, like publicly, she's senator in a pro, she's a pro empire senator kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you guys watch it with subtitles? Because you get a lot of character names in the subtitles. Yes. Yeah. So I'm really uh, interested in this Clea character, the girl at the the woman at the end in the red hood that says this is what revolution looks like. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I, and Harry's I like seeing uh, Valorum. Valorum was really cool. Back not up. Valorum. Everyone thought it was Valorum. It is not Valorum. Like uh, old it man actually with white hair. That's got to be the actor Terrence Ben Stamps Miles character. from the show Coupling that I love from the UK. But mm. it is what's his name? It is Tay Clova. Yeah, and. Cloma. He, he's either part of the Senate or something, you know. Right. And I, I find it interesting that we get to see <clears throat> Mon Mothma sort of revealing that she's acting a certain way, public facing, to distract, just for the sake of distracting, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that they don't look into her for other reasons. Right. Like everyone has their thing, so they think her thing is like to be disruptive in the Senate, and that's all. Right. So it's, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting approach. You don't see that very often. Thought that was cool. And I'm looking into the history on Fest. I guess that's you know Cassian's homeworld. Homeworld, yeah. I'm well, I'm assuming that's what we see here in the opening shots because it says it's very mountainous and and what have you. And it says it was uh, the hosting site of the alliance to restore the republic, like the headquarters. Mm -hmm. um so i wonder if it's one of those things where we see it early and we see cassian and we see like that planet getting like torn up by the empire and then it's they sort of like take it back when he's older or something like that but 
Um, well, if that, that is Cassian, be... to if it's believed that that is Cassian at the beginning, the the young boy, you're you're looking, you're seeing him looking Why over what appears him, to be know? a mining colony. It's very Rose, the Last Jedi, reminiscent <clears throat> of like they come in, they take what they want, they destroy the planet, and they leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the trees are dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I so so that's I mean that's cool and that that has to be Cassian because. What would be the point of misdirecting that? I mean, the show's called Andor. Like, just, you, they don't have to be too cute about it. I think. I agree. But I think, also, when I watched it, it wasn't until I started seeing people talk about it that I thought that they pointed out that that is probably a young Cassian. And I was like, oh, I didn't think that at all. Oh, well, I did. Yeah. From, from. Yeah. I, I kind did. of assumed that just from the six years old. But he's not quote, six. That it- I know, but everybody's just assuming that I've been in this since I was six years old. They can literally say that he's six years old there. Yeah, he's they're they're gonna show him that like again, this goes back to that whole thing where this first season is gonna be just one year and they're really gonna uh you know, use flashbacks but one year in the present time, but they're really gonna focus on Cassie and the person and I think they're gonna show the fact that yeah, he started at six years old, but here he is at thirteen, still surviving in this sort of dead like dead world that he lives on. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I like that aspect of it. Cause you always hear about these origin planets of these characters and like Obi-Wan, you know, Stu John because of John Stewart and stuff. And a lot of it's throwaway stuff that they throw in reference novels. And the fact that we're going to actually get to see Cassian's homeworld and that it's going to have a purpose and it has an impact that's shaping like who he is and who he becomes. I think that's key. And that could be just one of those things that Tony Gilroy was talking about, how, there's certain lines in Rogue One they're going to mean a lot more. That's probably number one, um, and mm-hmm. we're going to see why that's the case, and then we'll see him maybe grow up through a montage or, or or whatever before we get to, you know, the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where they put the hat on River Phoenix and then all of a sudden it's Harrison Ford. We're going to get that flash moment from a young teenage Cassian Andor to what James twenty one year old Cassian Andor twenty one year old Cassian Andor. Yep. Which is wild. Yeah, Lacey, did you... <laughs> me and James kind of had this moment last Thursday where we were looking at Wikipedia and stuff and Cassian's age. And according to that, and when he was born, he's only 21 in Andor. And Diego Luna's 42 playing him. He looks good. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Uh, good for I do have a question, him. though. Two questions. One, yes. oh, I thought her name was Deborah. I just got really excited. <laughs> It's Dedra, the girl with the the blonde hair, with the low bun, mm-hmm. the imperial. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Deborah for a second. I was like, "There you go, John. There's I think, your." I think it's pronounced Deborah. Normal name. It's D E D R A. That's a joke from Popstar. Oh, sorry, <laughs> again, a movie nobody watched. My, I mean, my yeah, Rudolph's name like... is Deborah, and they go, "Oh wow, what an interesting name! What's the origin of that?" And she goes, "I think Deborah." <laughs> <laughs> is she the is she the Krennic of this series? You think she, it definitely has that look. She's, she's the got Hux. the Death Troopers behind her. She uh, looks like a Hux to me. Yeah, a Hux. Um, my question for you guys was: Did we ever find out the name of the character of the young woman? Is she in fact Cassian's sister? Is that a thing? <clears throat> I, I believe that was officially revealed. I don't think that was a speculation. 
I just saw a tweet from someone, so I never. I think it's San Diego Comic Con. Something like her outfit or something. It said that. Uh, so, <laughs> so we haven't talked since the last time we talked about Cassian, or the Andor series, um, before the trailer, and I had to laugh when we were talking about it, and I was like, "She's definitely love interest." I'm so excited, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then it ends up to be her sister, which is so Star Wars of me that I didn't even realize. <laughs> Um, I think she I'm looks trying to find fierce, it now. though, and you don't even hear her talk in this trailer. You just see her basically running, getting arrested, and then getting hit in the face, and she's like bleeding. It's intense. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a dark show. Like it's not gonna be a new hope. You know, is this show gonna change me, John? This show might change me. I don't know if it'll ch- well change in what respect, like make you like that type of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you're gonna love this. I mean, you love everything that comes out, especially live action. So I, think I know, you're really but like it. I don't like depressing things, and I feel like I'm gonna love this. Well, as Diego Luna joked, he's like, they couldn't kill me in this one. So, you know, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's making it out, but he's. What What's gonna be odd though is like he's gonna survive this series, and then like a week later he dies. You know. He went through all of this just to hug on a beach. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it makes the movie great that um, he dies, unfortunately. Like, yeah, they could have lived, but that moment is so impactful. Imagine the first movie. line of, of Andor, just for the sake of bookends, is like him doing something like more than a kid his age should do. And somebody says, like, your father would be proud of you. And then that's the last thing he says to Jin. I hate that. I hope <laughs> that, that doesn't me. happen. You hate that like that's not a good idea? Yeah. Oh, screw you. (laughs) (laughs) Now I hope it happens. I'm going to be like, yeah. (laughs) No, don't say that because every time you say something like that, you're like, you're going to hate that if it happens. It then happens. You know, you know how IMDb IMDb is sort of like Wikipedia where anybody can fill it in. Yeah. Nobody's filled in that character's name. So does does it say that it's his sister? Well, let's get to the bottom of this now. I, I'm saying what? right now that because they didn't fill in their name, it wouldn't say it's his sister. It's just IMDb. Like it would just have the character's name. If it's like Samantha Andor, then I'd be like, oh, okay. Then somebody has filled that in because they saw it somewhere. Mm. But no one's filled it in. So I don't know that it's. And I don't see anything on Wikipedia either. I feel like if it was revealed on a costume or something like that. All that anyway. comes up when I search Andor sister is a rumor that they're casting for his sister. So maybe that's what oh, people okay. are assuming that it's his sister. Oh yeah, I didn't see anything official. I just saw somebody saying like it's his sister. Yeah, there mm. was a tweet that I saw someone talking about it and I the joke was that I sent it to you guys and I was like, "Have I been saying their love interest the whole time?" Right, <laughs> right. Yes. I, I swear. What's the I actress's name again? Adria Arjona. God, by the way, mm-hmm. she's like gorgeous. Yeah. We're not breaking down this trailer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we kind of are. I'm distracted. Keep talking. So I like I think the, finding that out's important. But. I like the Fest world because it reminds me a lot of um, Corellia. 
it reminds me a lot of. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't think of the name of the right off the top, but Bat ba, Bat Crew or something. I can't think of it, but it's the Batu. one. Two. No, no, no. It's the one from oh. um, Fallen Order. Might start with an R. I can't think of it right now, but um, scrapyard sort of colony. Uh, it looks like. And I say I say that's Fest, but this looks like this is where Andor's spending a lot of time in the present. If that's him when he was a kid, you know, it's this hilly place, this foresty place. But it looks like every time you see him later, he's in this like mining colony, scrapyard style place. Yes, I agree. I don't know if those are the same planets or not. There's also another sort of main character, which seems to be like the head of like a... I don't think they're imperial, but they seem like some sort of like police force. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, and also, James, in terms of the planet on Wikipedia, it says the climate for Fest is cold. So if we're seeing like Cassian in like this big like jacket or whatever, it's mm-hmm. possible that whatever we see him in that, that's the planet, his home, his home world. Um. Interesting. I'm trying to skim through it. So you said a police force, James. I I thought it was interesting that the uh, stormtroopers are wearing the outfits from Solo. Did we talk about that? We yeah, we just got done what? talking about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, no, no. This this yeah, I don't know. This police force. It's like a blue force or blue. Where what mark in the trailer is it? All over it. <laughs> There's like Pick seven one. guys who are all wearing this. There's a scene where like a bunch of guys get off of like a, a transport or something and they're all wearing these blue uniforms. They look like they're some sort of um, local law enforcement. It's the guys talking about pockets of fermenting. It's at 122, John. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. there's one. Oh, yeah. And there's, then right after that, there's they got even those sideburns oh, yes. coming out. Oh, yeah. These, but, are, these look like vintage 1977 Star Wars baddies by those sideburns. Yeah. Where's the one character, though? That There's one that clearly has like a, a lead role. Um, the one at 121. One, yeah, 119. Yeah. Pro- that might be the same character. No, no, so, no. 119. James, the guy, Linus Mosk, is the guy who's saying there's... Uh, fomenting out there, sir. Pockets of fomenting, but they're in the ships, by the way, that you see flying. I think at the end of the trailer, the three ships. Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry. Th- yeah, they show that, but right before. So it's interesting that they're sending these people down. I wonder if these are the characters that are going down to collect taxes, like uh, Tala said. Remember when she was like, "Oh, they're going to collect taxes." Or she thought that's mm-hmm. what they were doing, and then they were killing people. So, Cyril Karn is who this guy Linus Mosk works for. He's the guy that we see in the front at 122 coming out of that ship. Mm-hmm. It says that Inspector Cyril Karn is chasing Cassian Andor and Luthen Rail. Interesting. So they're a, maybe a hired sort of mercenary team or they work for the empire and sort of like a bounty hunter thing but maybe more of an organization mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're out to find cassian and luthan what so kind of not... creature is that in the next good guys like the guys that are reacting to them arriving on the planet 
What kind of creature is that in the middle? Is that a consta- Constable Zuvio type character? Because that's no, what it looks no, no, like. No. You think that hmm. looks like him? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, I don't know at all. Well, because Constable Zuvio has like the face covering. This guy mm-hmm. just has his face exposed. I guess. Good yeah, I don't know. He's probably just a different species that no one's ever seen before. Star Wars does That's exciting. That. I can't wait to see more creatures in this show. That's always my like number one thing is like show me where, weird stuff. Where are we thinking this these shots of these like massive like elevator systems is? Coruscant. Coruscant. That is Coruscant? Yeah. I would assume. Hmm. Cuz it's like that to me just screams that, Coruscant. That makes a lot of sense though. Like if they if they somehow converted Coruscant or a lot of Coruscant into sort of like like a big imperial or empire hub because that's where Palpatine's like secret Sith headquarters was. I mean, yeah. If you look they're... up when it pans up to the sky or tilts up to the sky, you can see the the, the lanes of traffic. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. It go- goes the other way. It goes down, which to me is implying that like they're we're up high, like they're they're the the elite up there. But we're going down into the dumps. As that elevator goes down, you're seeing the corruption and you're seeing the city get darker and deeper mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with that that panning shot. That shot has been in there for a while and it's been Tilt very shot. exciting. I, I brought it up in uh on an earlier episode about how the way that, that Coruscant has always just been shot like from the top down or look kind of landscapey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mm-hmm. got a couple city shots, but we've never gotten this like these artistic views of like seeing the city like an indie film sort of thing. I'm like that shot right there and the fact that it's like following the elevator down. I'm like that is crazy. That does that is the city from the prequels, but that does not feel like the prequels. That feels above the prequels in a yeah. weird kind of <laughs> pretentious way, but I understand what I'm saying. But that to me looks like like a Blade Runner 2049 kind of thing. Like that looks like a an elevated uh, framing or something that is just like so clever or, or interesting more so than just like kind of what we got in the prequels, which were just straight on shots of the city, you know? Mm-hmm. The set at uh, the explosion at 157 looks like the set that that one video years ago they were driving through the set when they were building it. Mm-hmm. It looks like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. What do you guys make of that line, are you a fish or a thief? That is a weird line, it, isn't it? I found it a little weird. Does a fish mean like sort of like if how fish travel in schools and you can't tell one from the other sort of thing? Like it's sort of autonomous, you're just the one of many? I don't know why like they would I, take it out of context, but my thought on it was that there's a line before it that, or like a story, like when you sit somebody down and you're like, have you ever heard the story? You know, and that like, <laughs> don't have Darth, Darth Plagueis. Plagueis yeah, no. But like, <laughs> you know, how somebody who's like interrogating somebody would be like, they're they're explaining how society works through this little example, this little faint little story or something. And I feel like, um, in the story, like you learn the difference between a fish and a thief or something in this particular thing. And she just gives her that line. She's like, so at the end of the day, are you a fish or a thief? And it's like, we're hearing uh, yeah. that line, but that it doesn't, good. it doesn't make context 
at this point. They need yeah, so they need it to make sense. Like they're gonna tell us what it means. And yeah, yeah, have yeah. it pay off later. Yeah. What'd you guys think um, of the solo deleted scene ship? That was pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. That uh is that was now did they use that in solo's concept stuff? Based on Ralph McQuarrie, because that looks very Ralph McQuarrie. The ship was designed to be used in the original Star Wars, and they never used it. So they right. used it in Solo, but then it got cut. So now it's making its first appearance. Although there so is a toy of it. it. I've seen the toy. Yeah. Interesting. The um, Going back to those guys in blue, the Linus Moss guy says there's fermenting out there, sir. Pockets of fermenting. Yeah. You guys, this is probably an obvious statement, but you know he, he's talking about like the rebellion, right? Like the there's people out there that are mm-hmm. forming yeah. that we need to deal with. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I was saying. Like he works for that inspector guy and it says that inspector guy is chasing Cassian and Luthen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's reporting to somebody. I assume it's the inspector who I was talking about, Cyril Karn. Um. And we're going to, I don't know, if, I don't know that we've seen him yet because on Wikipedia, he doesn't have a photo yet, but it says he was a human inspector who lived during the Imperial era and chased Cassian, Jaren Andor, and Luthen Rail on Ferrix. So Ferrix is, here we go now, Ferrix is that planet. It's a, oh, sorry, Lacey. It says it's a desert world. No. <laughs> Located in the galaxy during the Imperial era, Cassian and Luthen Rail were ambushed. By Cyril Karn. I also assume we are. Are we going to Jeddah? I don't. I don't think that we are. Is that not the same partisan hideout, or is that that's a different one? It looks My very much be... like. Um... They have the same X-wing that they u- that they have mm-hmm. at the time, which doesn't mean anything. You could obviously take your ships with you too, but yeah. The fact that it, the landscaping of their hideout is also very similar makes me think that maybe it is just that that's their location. They set up shop uh, near Jeddah. It honestly looks like, um, what's the planet that they're on in The Force Awakens? I'm blanking right now. In The Force Awakens? Yeah. Jakku? What, no, not Jakku. The place where Leia and her team are. Oh, oh um, Dakar. D- Dakar. Dakar. Yeah. It looks like that. Oh, sort of, except for the green. No green. I think if you look at, if you no, think about the partisan. In the, where the partisans are located in this trailer? Yeah, at 106, two tubes, there's green near him. It's rocks and green. So, like, I'm saying, like, it could be that planet because they could have set up the base and then Leia ends up there eventually. You're not wrong. That It looks very brown and gross, but that is, you're right, it's grass. It's not sand. So, so yeah, you're probably I, I right. This yeah. is not Jeddah then. And yeah, because if you think about their hideout in on Jeddah, like it doesn't like it looks like they're nomads. Like there's not facilities. Mm-hmm. They're just in these like caves, and it looks like they're designed to purposely be able to pick up and go as soon as they can. Yeah. Um, you know, Papa bore gullet in a in a what do they call those? the the comfort doggy carrier? No, the where you can put them on with you. What do they call those? I don't know. The pets. We're like, oh, this is my pet, and I need it for my emotional state, emotional, emotional uh, support animal, Borgullet. <laughs> um, but 
yeah so this is clearly where they're hiding out and i agree it's a different planet and i don't know if it's part of ferrix or not because that shot of those planes or whatever like uh at 105 like right before that it almost looked like you know when you're flying over the midwest and you look out your plane window and you see just those squares of land but you look out further and you see mountains so that could either be cassian's homeworld that could be the you know there's sand out there that could be this this desert location ferrix we're talking about so mm-hmm. but it's cool that we know like Lacey said on monday show like we're seeing tangible places where you know a lot of these you'll be able to visit obviously they're incorporating cg into some of the landscapes and stuff but we're getting new planets and, and that sort of thing and yeah there may be a desert planet but i don't think it's going to be like a it's all desert you know i think mm-hmm. there may be we might be finally getting more layers to these star wars worlds where it's not like hoth is all ice tatooine is all sand mm-hmm. this is the you know mm-hmm. so uh, i like that aspect of it because it looks like there's a lot going on with these planets and i think they, they can do a lot with them so forgive but I'm, me i'm really it, th- this was all revealed on a lego set by the way this ferrix planet these these guys who were looking for them and apparently it was revealed at celebration and that's so old school because oh, like oh lego i remember when we were doing like talking and speculating on solo and i remember being at the new york toy fair the hasbro toy fair and seeing the falcon box and they had it parts of it blacked out yeah and han had the canisters and i'm like coaxium is going to be the thing in this movie and then sure enough that's what they were going for i'm like this Mm -hmm. coaxium thing i don't know what it is these toys are like the key and i love that because it's like it's not really spoiling because it's official stuff and allows you to play this detective work and and we know that these guys are you know after them and it doesn't really give too much away and that just brings back good feelings of speculating on star wars in an innocent way so forgive me if we've if we're covering this because i'm kind of getting confused every time we talk about these guys in blue who who is this character at 119 119 for audio listeners like just go and pull up the youtube video (laughs) like we keep doing timestamps. so it's the person that people were like, "Oh, is that Sam Witwer?" Like, yeah, people it does. were way off the like. The, uh, that it looks like him, but it's obviously not Sam Witwer. Yeah, um, I I don't know who that is, but Mosk is Mosk is talking to him. Yeah, but so. y- you're to me the vibe that I've gotten is that this guy has more of a like he would be higher billing than the other character. Yes, he looks like he's reporting to this guy. So you know who that is. That's that's Inspector. That's who that is, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's assume that's Cyril Karn. Okay. And he looks pissed. <laughs> yeah. That guy looks like he he could play Thrawn, honestly. If you look in the other trailers, he, he seems like he's the one who's sort of the head of this group or this organization, and the people under him they almost feel like they're, you know, following his orders, but they're a little bit more reluctant. The other guy to me looks like he's a little bit more, you know, lenient. And he's more like, sir, they're, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Kind of reminds me of the guy from Rise of Skywalker. They're like, they're just people, you know, like, I don't don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. So if we were going to end, because we're, We've been quite rambling for quite a while. Right. Um, What part or character makes you guys the most excited from this trailer? 
That is so tough. I can easily say it's probably this this Clea tra- uh, character at two minutes. She oh, just looks yeah. so cool. I her was just looking looks cool. Yeah, I was just looking at her and I was thinking like that's a whole other angle that I'm not even really sure where that character fits in at all. I don't know who that's supposed to be. I don't know what I don't know the but angle is there. I'm just like so excited for her character. She just looks so cool and you could tell by the way that she's carrying herself that like she doesn't care. She's I'm got exci- to lose. Yeah, I'm excited about the saw stuff. That, like I said, that was a real big pop. But that's only because, like, that wouldn't have popped if I didn't know who that character was or something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think what was interesting to me is seeing uh, Lutheran give that line where he says, "I'm not slipping. I'm just, uh, I've been away. I've been hiding too long." And there's like a shot of from the back of him looking out the ship and it looks like he's like leaning over and he's firing up these jets he looks like he is someone who's been playing this game and he's an expert and he doesn't make mistakes and he you know he does everything right and like they they flip it around and they show his face and there's like this blue lighting and stuff on him i'm like the colors in this are just so powerful. I don't know what it is, but like somehow this, it still feels dark and dreary, yet every th- every time there's like... It's very vivid. Yeah, there's like a light here or there, and somehow it just pops so well that it just makes me feel like there's quality in it. You know what the other like thing Like the color too? correction or the color grading is just so good that I'm like... Only professional work looks like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other thing that stood out to me compared to the shows that are in the volume is you see a lot of more shots from down low and up high. Like shooting at mm. the sky, shooting yeah. at the ground, because they're shooting in these vast, gigantic, lush locations and sets that they're able to shoot from all these different angles and they aren't closed to a box so they're able to get these like really cool like foreground middle ground vast background yeah like at 145 there's this really cool shot like looking up at a ship that's taking off yeah and it's like i don't know that we would have gotten that in the volume right (sighs) hmm i I think the last shot is what got me. Just that that action shot of the tie fire, the tie fighter, panning like by right, passing the camera and getting chased by a ship. Mm-hmm. Like that felt so Star Wars, like major motion picture mm-hmm. quality. Mm-hmm. Uh so cool. I guess one question I have though, because I didn't read uh, the Rogue One prequel novel, was that shot of Cassian saying like about how he like snuck in like under their noses and stuff. Was he ever part of? The Empire, or is this him pulling a a Finn and Rose and like getting an outfit and and, and doing a classic Star Wars sneaking in disguise Ooh. thing? Because My- it is a spy show, so to me that would mean he's you know sneaking and 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 just stole an outfit and snuck aboard with a you know he had a key card and he I, pulled the James Bond thing. I think that's, that's my it. assumption. Yeah, okay. and I also think yeah. that's that's a little bit of a like. You know Andor from Rogue One, the guy who stole the outfit and they snuck into the base. Right, exactly. So I think yeah. there's a little bit of that too. 
Um, I don't think he was ever part of the Imperial Army. It would be too much. Officially, like that's like Han's story. Like, because he wouldn't like have been able to do anything good. He would have been like stuck having to report for duty all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this guy's would, going here and there and there and here and doing missions and blowing stuff up. That's what I. And want then to there would be it. the potential of people like Krennic or or Galen knowing him and stuff, and it would just. Uh, I just don't want to. S- I like the idea that when they started opening up about these people who were with the Empire and defected, because that's how real life goes sometimes. But I don't want them to do it too much where all of our heroes at some point were with the Empire, all of our new mm-hmm. heroes, you know? And mm-hmm. it seems like they do that quite a bit now. I really um, like this ship that uh, Lutheran is in. That oh, character. Yeah. yeah. That ship yeah. looks really cool. There's a really cool shot of like the top uh guns coming out and then they switch yes. and it shoots down the, the tie turrets. fighters and stuff yeah and it's like flipping around i'm like that ship looks awesome it looks like a carillion ship ship a little bit with how the gun with the cockpit are, yeah the mm-hmm. cockpit and i like how it has the old school 1977 like radar screens on it mm-hmm. and the buttons i like that they're they have they're forced to keep the 70s aesthetic i think that's so fun yeah, that you could see that in the sideburns with the Imperial people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a busy trailer. This is probably the hardest trailer to like try to break down. There's just I, so I, much, I think so, so much too. going on. Because I think there's a lot of locations and there's a lot of new characters where you're like, that character looks prominent, but I don't know who they are or what they're doing. And that and in some cases that's good. Like, yeah, we do have our Stellan Skarsgard here, but like at the same time. I feel like a lot of this cast is new faces that I'm like, I'm just going to that forever. That person's going to be that star Wars character for me for a long time. Yeah. I I guess my, my last thought full of stars, which is a question I have is like that voiceover of Cassian at the 35, 36 second mark where it's clearly still a young Cassian and he's in what is no doubt some sort of Imperial ship or location as he's saying, they 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 can't imagine someone like me would ever get inside their house. It looks like some type of outpost. I think it's the crash ship, or it could be a crash ship. Yeah, I think it's the one that they look up and they see it's on fire and it crashes over there. And he goes and explores and he sees he climbs in. What's on but it, fire? The ship, isn't it? Which ship? Yeah, in the blast trailer. Yeah. Oh, there's sorry. a ship that is flying over the, the, the top. And this one, they kind of switched it up because everybody looking up at the sky, you think it's going to be that same shot. But it, and this time it was the so Imperial that's what Star That's what I was confused about. I was like, what? He, when he, he climbs, learned. When he climbs into that hole you were talking about, John, if you look at it, it looks like he's climbing up and into it. However, I said there's, that. It's, he's going sideways. I, I know, yeah. but... But if you look at the side, there's a ladder that leads up. So this is assuming maybe the ship if it turns it like tipped or that something. That makes sense. Possibly. Oh, okay. Yes. So, yeah. Um. Okay. But then again, the whole ship would be sideways, and when he's walking around in it, it does seem like it's. But you know, outer space sometimes <laughs> like maybe so things. This is go like sideways. a little reminiscent like a of like thing. Ray being this young sort of scavenger in an, in a, this imperial ship and stuff. Like maybe. But with Cassian, it's different because he's learning how to access stuff in this downed ship on his home planet or something. And that's how he's able to figure certain things out that maybe other people aren't. Um, And that's a heavy speculation, but that's clearly the younger version of Cassian there. And he's in this location and they're going to show that to us for a reason. So 
Um, mm-hmm. I, and yeah, we are up against time, so there, I don't know if you guys have anything else to toss out there, but we will certainly revisit more of this as TV spots and stuff come out. I think I'm good. We've yeah. <laughs> talked about it. There's so many bits and pieces. I'm sure we miss things, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's just so much. Yeah. Well, and we were going to do the chosen one. I don't know if you guys still want to do it or if we should save it, but uh, let's save it. Yeah. All right. So, cause I was going to wing it anyway. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll bring that one next week, but, uh, that does bring us towards the end of the show. So we want to thank everybody for listening and watching, uh, a wild trailer to try to break down. Um, so we want to know what you think, uh, about our takes and our thoughts, some wild, some probably obvious, some, some interesting, hopefully, and uh, hit us up in the comments, share the episode, and spread the word. Um, but before we do go, I just want to say a special thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast for supporting the show. Um, you allow us to spend so much time doing this podcast, and we spend way more time behind the scenes making the thing work than what you watch two times a week. So I just really want to thank everybody who um, is able to support us. I know it's tough times for a lot of people out there but i want to give a special thank you to our generals and spice runners so our generals are carmelo john Reese, jetta rosewater paul olson frank grande darth hurricane john charlton nick kratz christian morales brian smith matt chitty danny mike ramori matt heath chris white brendan mclaughlin count pepto samuel zilke and val trichkoff and spice runners david provis neil shaw kendall gellner ryan wara dave hornack micah harrison thomas hennessy andrew staley and Jeremy Myers. Thank you all so much and all of our patrons. Again, if you want to support us, we have some new stuff in the works coming out soon for phase four. Uh, $2 a month to gain access to the page and uh, there's tiers if you want to uh, have more perks, benefits, and rewards. Uh, Make sure you go to Star Wars Newsnet for all of your Star Wars news and um, if you are watching on YouTube and see below, you can grab some of our merch right there. It's also on Spring and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at Star Wars News Net, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, available on all podcast apps. Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. JB. Um, Twitter and also Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. All right. We will return on Monday with another episode. So we hope you have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.